So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here is the answer. I'm A.J. Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Welcome, everybody, to this segment of 15-Minute Friday. I'm super excited to go over today because it's really actionable. We have a lot of questions that come about it. It's something that everyone struggles with when starting either a new business or buying a property, investing, and that's the financing part. We were working a lot on a deal that we were refinancing out of a short-term loan. It was a project that was an expansion, and we were going through all these different types of financing, and it had me thinking, this is something I need to probably talk about with people that maybe haven't been exposed. How do you get into a deal? How do you fund the deal? And what types of financing are available or best? So to go right at the start, I want to talk about raising funds or getting funds to start a business, invest in a business, or get a property. There's, first of all, there's syndicating. And syndicating really has two parts. So I'm going to break it up into two parts. We're going to, we're going to keep it simple here, but we're going to go over it. And I, and I think it's important to talk about. Syndicating can be like, and you guys got to excuse my throat. That time of year, I got a scratchy throat. It's been crazy busy this weekend. So haven't been sleeping a ton, just been working working like crazy. So excuse my uh, scratchy throat. All right. So back to it. Financing, you can syndicate. Okay. So that means raise funds and raise funds has two partners, like family and friends. So you just go with a bunch of people and you get them to invest in your deal and it's an LLC and you buy it. That's really a partnership more than anything. Syndicating is where you go out and you are a general partner of a fund or a partner of a fund, you have limited partners, however you want to structure that. And they come in and buy into the deal normally more in a passive way. And then you go do the deal with the funds and you distribute it based upon your contracts that you have with them. I find that most people when structuring large deals and using attorneys to get these funds started, that's not the first way you go. Normally, it's a partnership, right? You're talking friends, families, and others that believe in you or that maybe see the deal. And I like to talk to people that are confused about how do I get money for my deal? Focus on the deal. The money comes later. So in this case, if you had a great deal, it would be easier. It'd be easy to get partners, right? It would be easy to syndicate because you present the deal and money flows to you. Now, the home equity line. This is a way that so many businesses, including billion-dollar companies, have been funded and started. A home equity line is if you own a home and that home goes up in value, then the equity in your home can be tapped. It can be tapped and you can take that equity out to use it. You can take that equity out and you can use that then to invest. A lot of you have probably heard of a HELOC. This is a great way to finance your own projects, but there is a but. You need to be careful because the financing that you're doing, you're taking out debt to buy something. And if it's really risky or has more debt, make sure that you're including into your analysis the cost of the debt that you're taking out. You could have a project that may pencil great until you write out the or until because you're not including the cost of that capital in the HELOC. And once you include the cost of the capital, it no longer makes sense. SBA loans. So SBA loans have pros and cons. This is a little harder for me because I don't use them. 
Now, it's not that they are not good. In fact, they are great options for a few reasons. So let me explain. The pros to them is really you get low down payments, long repayment times, and the availability. As in, people that may not have other options can go apply and may have a chance of getting accepted for an SBA loan. The difficulty is the underwriting process and the long approval time frame in which it takes. So for me, that usually doesn't work because I act very, very quickly. I'm either buying the business, I'm funding it, I am going out and I find a deal and I need to get that deal done before it, it, it goes to the market, whatever it may be. And that's why SBA loans can be hard because it can take months to get it done. And if you're in acquisition mode, you may not have that opportunity. And the underwriting is very difficult. So with the SBA loan, I think people that are good candidates for the SBA loan, I think are people that have a project, maybe a relationship with a seller, which they're going to sell it to them, right? They're for other reasons outside price or financing. They're, they're friends. You know the business owner. You know the property owner. And they're going to work with you to get the loan. SBA loan could be a great option for that. Credit unions. So I do a lot of credit union business. And the reason why is simple. I'm located in Boise, Idaho, and throughout the Northwest, Nevada. Credit unions are very familiar with the area that they're in. And lots of times we do larger sized loans. So what happens is if I'm in a rural part of Oregon, a local credit union understands the value of that land way better than, you know, someone sitting in Southern California, and they can be more aggressive on their underwriting standards. Also, there tends to not be prepayment penalties, which I'm really big on. I don't like prepayment penalties. So financing contractually, they tend to work with you easier. And their downsides to credit unions, though, is they never do non-recourse. They're very stringent on that. And lots of them may be very specialized in what they want to invest in or who they invest with. So they may not want to be taking risks on first timers. Now, if you're looking at going the non-recourse route, banks will provide non-recourse. One of the most common ways to get non-recourse loans is CMBS loans, okay? So a CMBS loan is kind of a different loan. The reason it's different is because that loan, all right, a bank comes and they make a loan and that loan is backed by the asset. So let's say it's commercial real estate. It's backed by the commercial real estate. You as a buyer are operating, getting the deal done, everything else. That loan is then taken. It's put in with a ton of other loans. It's packaged. It's taken to the bond market. It's sold. And then the bond holders, they're buying that to get a fixed return. Now, this can make it very difficult to get out of CMBS loans because if the interest rate goes down, you have to pay the difference to suffice the bond holders that are expecting to get the return. Now, if the interest rate goes up, you get to make the difference on that, but it's still hard to get out of. Also, there's really high fees, and more importantly, there's high reserves, okay? So you got to remember, a CMBS loan is backed by that asset. So they need, they're looking at capital X operationals and all kinds of stuff that need to happen within that commercial asset. 
and they're going to require really high reserves in their accounts to, if anything goes wrong, to pay for that stuff. And they that can choke a lot of cash flow. And two, you can't do multiple loans. So let's say you bought one for $2 million and then it's worth $10 million. You just can't go borrow against that equity. So it can stifle some gross. Now, the, the pros, they're non-recourse, high leverage. They're really competitive rates. And two, they are assumable. So if somebody wanted to buy your property and take with them the CMBS loan, they can assume that loan. So that is a really big plus. Now, at the end of the day, I'm walking you guys through all these different types of financing. There's different ways you can do it. If you are using debt to finance entrepreneurial activities, you need to be very, very careful. That is not something that I like to do. When I'm buying small companies, that's different because you're buying an existing performing asset that has a track record in history. So it may be more stable. But if you're talking pure entrepreneur, where you're going to go start up a business. When I started up my consulting practice for the benefits on the, on the uh, working with employers and managing their, their health insurance, I had to hire people. We had to do all these things. What I was doing is I was taking that out of my bank account and out of my income to pay for those activities. I didn't want to use debt because those are risky startups. I don't know if it's going to work or not. I have no cash flow to cover those payments. And I don't know whether I'll ever really break even or make a profit. Now, once again, I'm very comfortable with debt. We use debt on all our commercial buildings. I dislike very much personal debt and uh, consumer debt. And this is something you need to realize. We talk a lot about this in Cash Flow to Freedom. There's consumer debt and then there's investment debt. Those are two very different things. Consumer debts, cars, um, toys, vacations, that, nope, I'm so against that. Those do the opposite of build you up. They tear you down. Whereas investing, using debt and other people's money to invest makes you rich. It's how the world works. I mean, at the end of the day, the stock market is a fraction the size of a bond market. The real markets that people don't either really know about or understand, these are the bond markets, aka the debt markets, right? So all the debt markets in the world make up something like 80% of all the money in the world. Uh, money is nothing but debt. And so people use debt because it's a form of not only capital, it's also a form of currency. It can be traded, it can be swapped. And this is happening all the time. And it's inefficient to run most larger operations and too risky to do it without it. And I know that's counterintuitive, but it's true. So you need to become really familiar with your options when using debt and whether you should go down that road or not. Syndicating and using friends and families, going out, convincing others to buy into what you're doing. That is my favorite way for individuals to start ventures, fund ventures. Um, and if you're using it even to get a down payment into a property, everybody's recognizing the risk. They're coming together to do something more. It lowers your personal risk and it gives you more time and cushion to make things work. All right, guys, that's what I'm working on today. So I, let me tell you about the property. We've been going over this exercise, everything from CMBS loans to we have like 
traditional banks like Wells Fargo. Then we had credit unions we were working with. At the end, the credit union, union won. The reason was the lack of fees and the flexibility in the contracts that we were given. That's the thing that won on this. It way outweighed. So we were willing to take on the risk of being putting ourselves on the loan as opposed to taking ourselves off the loan and having an over intrusive contract, let's call it from the non recourse loans. It also allowed us to get it done much, much faster, move on. This one actually was about a year and a half old, we were refinancing out of the um, still the construction loans and everything else. And we were paying ourselves back not only at 100%. We also invested in more so I think we invested in solar and a bunch of roof, roof repairs. So we took a million out to put back into the company. And then we took all our money out and paid ourselves back and we will still get fabulous return high cash flowing returns so once again debt can be great because at this at the end of the day I, it's kind of like i own a bond now i have nothing into it it's a free asset that's worth 20 million dollars and will cash flow for the rest of my life probably and that money that i've taken out of it will go take it and do it again this allows you to compound this allows you to just absolutely explode your wealth and income. So anyways, I hope this 15 minute Friday helps and understand how we approach financing and give you kind of a glimpse into how we do financing both on the entrepreneurship side, but also on the commercial side. Thanks guys. Please give this a five-star rating. It's, you know, five-star rating and a great review goes a long, long way. I do this for free and I hope you guys find tremendous value in it. It's fun for me and I love interacting with everybody and getting your responses back and answering your questions. Most of all the topics and information that we're giving here is purely from you, you guys asking us. So thanks again. We appreciate it. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at cashflow with the number two freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.